everybody. Hello and welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. I am Pastor Padron and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and Pat. Dave is off tonight. And tonight we are doing beer pairings with cigars and we have with us, Catherine Shanley from Boston Beer Company, and Leah Speed. Speed. Yeah. Speed. Yes. Leah Speed. Yes. Speed. Leah Speed. <laughs> <laughs> the need for speed. The need for speed has been met here on that, and that's not just blowing smoke. And uh, we have uh, several beers, as you can see, that we're going to be pairing with this. This is the JFR Lunatic Torch Visionary. Habano by Aganor Salif. It's an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper around uh, Nicaraguan binder and fillers. And what's the ring gauge on this? Is it a 52? 52. 52. Yeah, six, so and, a half, six 52. and a half by 52. Okay. And let's dive right into this. What what beer do you want to try first with this cigar, ladies? So I think Leah and I thought that we would start with the beer that started Sam Adams, and that's the Boston Lager. Boston Lager. Flagship beer. Classic beer. Yep. Classic Vienna style lager. Now, what does Vienna style mean? Um, they originated in Vienna, but it's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why would you do this to me? You put me on the spot. Um, well, <laughs> Vienna style lagers, uh, traditionally known to be made in Vienna. Okay. Um, well, that makes that's easy. I don't know I exactly guess. what makes them. If I'm being honest, I don't know exactly what makes them. But it's a style that started in Vienna. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be an American style lager. But What's an American style lager like? What's different than um, a style lager? Mass domestics that you get. So you're like, like yes. Yeah. Do we, do we say those words? I don't no? know if we're allowed to. Okay. <laughs> we don't well, talk about other let's, words. Let's just drink. Let's just drink. Mm. Cheers. Um. Mm-hmm. No, I was, I was. Gotta yeah. check out the color. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Like the eye of a tiger. Or like a sunset over the Sahara Desert. Beautiful. Yeah, over a Sahara Desert. I'm sorry. Beautiful. I was just gonna say, I, I was telling uh, Leah and, and uh, Catherine that I have not had this beer in quite a few years. Right. Um, but this was the beer that started it all for me in the craft beer world. About. <laughs> Back in the 80s. 35 years ago. Back in the last but, century, Paul? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am old. But it's, uh, it's actually really good to come back to what started it all. So mm-hmm. thank you very much, ladies, for bringing this Yeah, up. of course. I think for a lot of people, it's probably their introduction to craft beer. One of the first craft beers in America back in 1984. I think mm-hmm. there were about yeah. 97 breweries when yeah, Jim Cook first came out the Boston Lager, and now there's over 8,000. So, Eight thousand. To think of you know the industry that that craft has become is yeah. just mind blowing. So it's kind of cool to go back some of the roots. So what are the tasting notes on this? What what should what what is what does Sam say you should be picking up when you have one of these classic um, lagers? Lots of caramelly like sweetness that like malty notes um, mm-hmm. that you're getting from the caramel sixty malt that we use. Yeah. So you're gonna get that like nice maltiness. But um, something that makes Boston Lager super special is we use noble hops in it, which give um, specifically Helltown Metal Brew hops, which 
I give it like a spicy piney note, which mm. we thought would kind of pair with like the spiciness of a cigar, which would be kind of cool. What do you think, Paul? Well, first of all, the cigar in its own, like, again, I was I was describing to the girls that, that the cigar has a what we call a shaggy foot. Yeah. So the first maybe half inch is no wrapper, just a binder and filler. And in the first few draws, you get a lot of earth and a lot of black pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I hit the wrapper, I started to get a little bit more of a cocoa note. Um, the, the pepper notes died down, a little bit more spice. With the Boston Lager, however, uh, just as Leah was talking about, that caramel note mm-hmm. along with the cocoa is really coming through with the cigar. Yeah. So it's changed up a little bit on the cigar. Uh, it's enhancing the cocoa notes. It, it created or is giving me a little bit more of a caramel flavor. Mm. Um, and it smoothed out the spice. So it's really, I, mean, I think this is going to be a fantastic pairing. Really good. Yeah, it really it really is kind of dying down the spice and dialing up the sweetness of the cigar. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Pat, what about you? What's your thoughts so far? Yeah, so I smoked it the other day and um, like when you get to like you know the shaggy portion of it, right? I think like palapa and SLE tobacco has like this kind of like mineral salt kind of flavor to it. So that was what I got when I lit it up the other time, but I, I got to have the beer a little bit before I got to the wrapper. And it brought out like the sweetness I would get until I get to the wrapper. So I think that kind of caramel sweetness is really mixing well with the cigar. It's bringing out those, like the Paul was saying, like those cocoa and sweet notes out of it. So, so this is obviously the the core, the core line mm-hmm. for for Sam. Yeah. They've got all sorts of stuff that comes out seasonally, special mm-hmm. stuff. How does how does this how do, you, how do you work to keep this kind of in in the front of customers' um, purview, in a, whether it be in a store, in a bar, with all these different other choices? You know about COVID. Um, something that was really surprising when COVID hit, mm-hmm. Boston Lager's numbers for us went like through the roof. Through the like, roof. People were going back to what they knew, what they loved, what they knew was going to be a solid beer time mm-hmm. after time. Like, can't go wrong. It pairs well with almost every single thing, every occasion. You can drink it after work, you can drink it to celebrate something. Um, so it's just, it's kept alive on its own. Which so people cool. people just keep going back to it. Yeah. And That's awesome. I think almost every time you see Jim Cook on a meeting, he's mm-hmm. always sitting there, Boston Lager in hand. Fun fact about yeah. Boston Lager, did you know that Jim Cook is a knight? No. He's a hop knight. A hop knight? Yeah, so... He was knighted by the order of the hop. Um, first day, first evening. We heard here first, folks. I got to find smoke. My boss is a freaking hop knight. Um, <laughs> I work for a knight, people. Mom, aren't you proud? Um, yeah, because he saved Melaton um, Middle Fruit, which is a noble hop, which is one of mm-hmm. the original hops. He saved that entire hop variety, which is very cool. And. Something that's also very cool is that hop is used in every single beer that we're going to be drinking today. But mm. Boston Lager, you're really going to get those hoppy, like spicy notes to it. So yeah, it has a really nice spice to it. But there's it, it's it's sweet and it's got this um, I don't know how to say it, but you know, amber beer has this kind of nice rich flavor on the palate. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like complex but balanced. Yeah. It kind of takes you on like a roller coaster. You get that like yeah. sweet malty caramel taste, but then it kind of finishes mm-hmm. with like a little bit it's of crisp. Yeah. I guess the I guess the malt and the and is, is kind of what I was trying to think of. That that kind of hits the um 
the flavor profile I was trying to describe there. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you and what you do for Boston Beer. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm Catherine. I'm a brewery representative in southern New Hampshire. Um, so most of the border, border towns in New Hampshire. Um, I, I, I do that. I represent the brewery. <laughs> Whenever we have new releases, um, you know, I go around and make sure our business is growing. Um, love talking about beer and getting people excited about it. Something that you kind of said about like how do you keep Boston Lager alive? And it's like sharing the stories, telling mm. people about how they're made, where they came from, how to how to pair it, how to how to how he's how a knight. It. Yeah, how he's a knight, exactly. Things like that night. Um, so. <laughs> so yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And you've been there how long? I've been there for two years. Two years? Yeah. Well, two years and one month. Two years and one month. Yeah. What were you doing before that? Um, I was fresh out of college. Fresh out of college? Fresh out of college. <laughs> so this is like a college dream job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Pretty much. I'm going to sell beer. Yeah. You get out of college, you think you're done with the beer days, and then you make a career out of it. <laughs> it's kind of a dream come true. How's it been for you? It's been good. You, it's been I mean, amazing. You, now, you obviously came into it at, at one of the most difficult times with the whole COVID stuff happening, and do bars open, do they not? Uh, there was a lot of extra sales at the stores, oh, yeah, you yeah. know. But but how did how how did you <clears throat> navigate all that? I mean, you're fresh out of college, and and all of a sudden everything changes, and nothing anybody ever taught you to do works. <laughs> yeah. So how did how did you stay with it? I mean, I, I just we all kept a really positive attitude. You know, awesome coworkers to kind of help me along, and just kept kept a positive attitude and kept going. Yeah. Cool. How about you? Um, I'm Leah. Yes, Leah. <laughs> also, cat's not just Leah Speed. Leah Speed, coming at you live. Still <laughs> 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 um, uh, also not. She's a senior brewery rep. Senior. Don't forget the senior. Yeah, it's alright. Um, I am essentially cat, but I do all the Seacoast Coast Hampshire. Okay. So we work for different distributors. Or work with different distributors, but. Essentially the same position. Um, I just get the beach, which is fun. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, she gets to hit the beach. Yeah, the New Hampshire beaches are, are fun. Do you have now? Do you have favorite places along the beach? Um, I feel like that's like a cricket cue. <laughs> Shit, I have a lot. Like you can't not like being on the beach. I feel like this, the the most fun thing to do is bar crawl. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, honestly, I have so many favorite places. It depends on the night, depends on what I'm in the mood for. Ooh. Like riffraff or do I want to go to the beach and then have like mm -hmm. a cocktail or a Boston lager or something there? Yes, know. yes, yes. That's on the day. Very good. Now, how long have you been with the uh, company there? Um, about three years. Three years? Yes. And was that a right out of college thing for you too? Or? <laughs> no, I have a complex back background. You have a complex
came home and I was like, Mom, I'm going to start selling beer. And she, she yelled at me. So now I'm doing it. <laughs> but it's, it, it's a great dreams. company. Yeah. And then I met Kat and now I can't leave. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We're, we're attached to the hip. Except Dan's uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. You can your middle your, yeah. Yeah. Your, your hip connection is being stretched <laughs> right now. It's okay. Yeah. So now that really is a big leap from you know working over in Vietnam to going to the Boston Beer Company. Yeah. I mean, was this something that you, you did they have a position open up that you tried for, or did you get called by them, or did you chew them out for sending? New England IPAs over to Vietnam because they don't know anything. How did that happen? So I actually applied for the Manchester position. Okay. Um, and our lovely coworker John Brennan now took that position. But mm-hmm. after I interviewed, I was living in Trafford, New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. It's in the woods. Yes. Um, much different yes. than Vietnam. Mm. But they called me and they were like, "Hey, how far are you from Portsmouth?" And I was like, "Like." 30 minutes if I drive real fast. <laughs> and they're like, well, what does that mean? If I speed there. Um, so they told me the Seacoast position opened up and asked if I wanted it. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's so awesome. And, and Very cool. And three years later? Three years later, I'm still here. Are you still happy? Super happy. It's great. I still have beer. Like, <laughs> I'm the greatest company on earth. I don't know how you can't be happy. <laughs> I know, but seriously. And if you're not, you just have some beer and you feel better. Very cool. Very cool. So, can you tell us a little bit about the, the history of St. Adams? Yeah. Oh, well, how did how did Mr. Cook start this whole thing? Was it something he just decided to do in his garage, and then it kind of blew bigger and bigger and bigger? Or, well, I was thinking or, it actually started in, in his attic. Yeah, um, his great 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 grandfather's recipe, modern recipe, mm-hmm. um, which is. Very cool, and his parents didn't want him to get into beer, but <laughs> similar background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, his parents did. I think it's Tim Cook. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he, he noticed um, the trend of beer styles was pretty monotonous. It was a lot of lighter styles, and he was inspired mm. by this recipe that he found. Um, kind of wanted to shake it up a little bit, and he did just that. I think. Most of his beginning experience was self-distributing, walking with tote bag wow. around Boston, store to store, store to store. Like really put in the work, got mm-hmm. people to try it, and yeah, started with Boston Lager, which is really cool. That is really cool. Oh. I actually have a story about that too. Yeah, we're sharing Jim Cook stories. <laughs> Not that I was there personally for this, but some of the stores like around Boston originally didn't want to take. Sam Adams. They were like, no one knows what this is. Okay. Like, we don't want to sell this shit that no one's heard of. Like, why, why do we why do we want this? So he actually went and he left empty beer bottles, like Sam Adams beer yeah. bottles, around, like, like in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so the homeless I think the homeless guys in Boston um started like turning them in because you can get money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and so places He's were like, homeless. I guess. Someone's drinking this. Like, uh, we might as well bring this in. Uh, I actually haven't heard that one. Yeah, my, uh, my, <laughs> mother, my mother-in-law sent me that article, and I was like, pretty cool. Oh, that's smart. Honestly, I wouldn't think to do that. We all gotta start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like homeless people. You've got to trick awesome. the homeless people into getting your company off the ground. <laughs> well, well, that was one of the ways that you got it off the ground. But I thought that was a funny story to share. It is funny. No, it's great. It's that's really cool. I mean, all the things you have to do to start a business, 
and uh, then keep it going, and then to get to the success that he's had, um, you know, kudos to him. That's awesome. You have something on your mind, Paul? Well, I'm just going to say, looking at as I'm getting into the cigar and with the Boston Lager, it's actually, I'm actually getting a little bit of a pretzel taste out of this. Pretzel? A pretzel flavor. Pretzel. Phenomenal. Pretzel. Yeah, and again, you see a lot of people during the summertime, you know, cookouts and all that, and I can see people, if you want to have a drink and go with a nice warm pretzel, this beer would be it. This beer would go very well with a warm pretzel. Yes, it would. Especially in CPU. Oh, yeah. Better cheese. What is your favorite thing to munch on with beer? Oh, God, that's a loaded oh, question. Well, chips would be probably number one. Yeah, chips, what kind what of chips? You gotta be like kettle cups, like Oh, yeah, I'm a ke- I'm a, I, I love kettle brand potato chips. Mm-hmm. I switched from Cape Cod to kettle brand some years ago. And, why did you switch? I was just, I just got tired of, you know, Cape Cod. Cape Cod chips. I wanted to try something different. I saw it on the shelf. I tried it out, and they've got, I don't know how many flavors, you know, and it seems like every week they're coming up with something different. And uh, it was just a big hit in my house, so I just stuck with it. We actually had some Cape Cod chips earlier today. Yeah. yeah. I think we partnered with them for uh, summer ale to make, like, a summer ale. I think it was, like, a lemon chip. Yeah, lemony. Yeah, I just like the sea salt. Cracked pepper, Cape Cod chips, those are. I love Cape Cod chips. Yeah. I love kettle chips. Yeah. That, 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 those things are fantastic. Popcorn. Another good popcorn. one. Popcorn. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a white cheddar popcorn for me. That's nice. White they cheddar have popcorn. White popcorn. Cheddar. I may have eaten an entire. Now, do you make your popcorn and get the white cheddar powder, or do you buy the like the smart food? Oh, God. I'm, I'm a little extra. What is it? What is it? Booty, what's the name of that? Oh, Pirate Spoon. Pirate Spoon, yes. Yeah. Okay. My girlfriend loves that. What is that? My girlfriend loves that. Booty. She can't find it in the house every once in a while. So, so good. Yeah. You really want to amp it up and get the like nacho cheese powder? Mm. <laughs> I, I love my popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I do that over my white cheddar popcorn. Like mm-hmm. extra cheesy. Like you can get this, this, um, uh, Cabot makes this cheese powder. It's in like a yeah, and, and so I'll I'll do kettle made popcorn at home and put that on top. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try that. Yeah, that's right. that's I, I didn't know that. That's where to find that. It's very good. It's yeah. right right with the cheeses in the grocery uh, aisle. Okay, and um, you know it's like you know three four bucks five. Well, now it's probably ten bucks. <laughs> You know, every, everything <laughs> is so expensive. I saw this meme the other day where it, it basically said, I don't normally talk about expensive <laughs> trips, but I just got back from the grocery store. <laughs> and I totally understood yeah. because it seems like everything has just not only gone up a little bit, it's gone up a, a lot. lot. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's like, Beer is like one of the least expensive things you can buy at the store now. So just drink beer. You don't need to. <laughs> you got everything you need. You got your house. That's a green. Grains. That's good for you. Water. <laughs> Some of them have weird stuff in it. Like I've seen actually beer pricing come down a little bit. I think there's so much competition out there that I think they're willing to cut their pricing down just so they can 
get multiple deposits. It is one of the things that seems to have stayed yeah. pretty much the At same. At the very least, it stayed the same. It has not changed. Uh, I mean, not gone up, but I mean, it's in some cases, I've seen it even maybe come down a little bit depending mm -hmm. upon where you shop. So, uh, thank God for beer. Thank, thank God, God for beer. beer. Thank God for beer. I want to find out. Is there more beer? Oh, there is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got some more beer. You need some more beer? Yeah. I want to find out from uh, Catherine Leah how you like this <coughs> guy so far. No. <laughs> That's a great right question. I'm a rookie. She's going to have to relight her. I'm just going to top you off. <laughs> <laughs> a little intermission here. <laughs> you guys get more beer. I'll, oh, I'll get more beer. Cat's driving. So. Yeah. Help her out. Help her out, Pat. <laughs> A little teaching video here. Here's how you light the lady cigar. I mean, I keep without setting her on fire, Pat. Please, okay. Very good. Well, we like Cat. We don't want her want her on fire. Mm -mm. All right, we're back. We're back. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> oh God. Now, has has this? I know you. I, you're, you're doing awesome. You have to understand, <laughs> hey, these you. are not cigar smoking ladies, so they're they're doing us a favor. Yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> if, they survive, the if they survive the hour, we're we going to be doing good. Go. You know? But when you you know take a puff on the cigar or two and then drink the beer, does it change how you taste the beer? I think so. I mean, you have a totally different flavor in your mouth. Mm -hmm. From the cigar. Can you describe what changes versus drinking that straight versus having the cigar and then drinking the beer? If I just drink the beer, I get before a cigar. Mm -hmm. um, I, I get like a lot more of like the like a little bit of that bitterness from the hops, a little bit of that spice from the Helatown Metal Brew. After I have the cigar, I feel like that almost subdues yes. those hot yeah. notes and it brings out that like caramelly sweetness, like that multi flavor from Boston Lager, which yeah. is it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good segue, but... No, that's good. We talk a lot about how not only does the uh, pairing change the cigar, but how the cigar changes the drink. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it 100% does. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think it's a good pairing. I think Boston Lager doesn't quite have the intensity to kind of stand up against the cigar. That's sort of my take on it. Mm -hmm. I think we've got some better options that I'm really excited. That's what I'm thinking. Thinking this is where we can. I mean, as we're talking about cigars and like changing flavor profiles, I'm just gonna start cracking the cold. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Crack the cold shit. Yeah. So yeah, you take away. Me? Okay. <laughs> you trust me? Okay. Um, so full snap is one of our seasonals. Seasonals are super important mm -hmm. to Sam Adams, like. We oh, have yeah. the number one seasonal in every single season. So we have Cold Snap now, which is a spiced white ale. It is, honestly, if I'm going from like lightness to, or lighter beers to heavier beer, I probably would have started with this, but you just, you have to start with Boston Lager. Yeah. No, I'm, glad, I'm glad we started with that. Back to the roots. I'm glad we started with that. But I think Cold Snap is kind of cool because it it's a spiced wheat ale, but it's complex. Mm -hmm and has 10 different herbs and spices in it. I feel like you're about to ask me about that. Sorry. <laughs> mm, it might be. Oh, God. Let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. There's a test. Okay. Tamarind, <laughs> Rosehead, Lemon Zest, Coriander, Grains of Paradise. Um, oh, God, I forgot what I said already. Yeah, Plum, 
Orange zest. Mm. Mm. Hibiscus. Do you get rose hips? I think I got rose hips already. I'm cheating. What did I forget? Cordial. Oh, anise Ooh. and anise. 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 One of those. One of those that no one knows. Um, I forgot. Just don't say anise. <laughs> it is not. We do not say anise in full snap. Maybe in a different. Um, you had to go there. Who invited this guy? <laughs> if she can say fuck, I can say anus. Cheers to Dave. Dave. Cheers to Dave. Dave. Social lubricant. Wish, wish you were here. 
I'm sorry to my husband who have, will have to watch this and witness this. <laughs> so aphrodisiac. Many, <laughs> many people unaware that this pepper to act as sexual stimulant for men. Oh, for men. Just for men. Perfect. Okay. Stay so, so whoever wrote that couldn't write in English. Is that what you're saying? That's can, can quote. You that's yeah. quote. <laughs> That's quote. It's on yeah. 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 How much beer do you have? <laughs> it's also a spicy fat burner. A spicy fat burner? I mean... Or give me more of that. <laughs> beer? It's <laughs> is a time to laugh. Don't worry, we have, we have way more. <laughs> you got your own bottle fall. Jeez. Yeah, you set up. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm not going to read this out. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. don't. What, what is the source? Wikipedia. Hey, you, did you star it for later? <laughs> Are there hyperlinks? Don't click them. Don't accept cookie. No comment. Pat, what do you think of the cold snap and the uh, torch? It's good. So I think that doing it's the good. Boston Lager for <laughs> the beginning of it was a good call just because. Like the Paul said, this is a kind of a medium to full bodied cigar. So I think the beginning of it is like the most mild it's going to be. And I think that the Boston Lager brought out that sweetness earlier in the cigar that you would have gotten it on its own. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a good call to do. And then the cold snap is kind of, it's really complex for yeah. a beer. And you do kind of get that kind of lemon pepper, I'm going to call it. And it's, I mean, I'm still trying to pick point what I'm getting out of it because yeah. it's really, you know, there's a lot going with it. but. It's definitely enhancing the spice in the cigar because, you know, Esalina Lopra has a kind of that, I'll say baking spice, but kind of corn pepper kind of spice to it. So that's kind of bringing that more to the forefront and then the sweetness isn't being overpowered by it at all. So it's like a nice, I'll call it a complimentary pairing, but it's kind of enhancing it. So I don't be adding anything too new to it. So no, I'm not going to ask the girls to do this, but, but what a lot of these cigar smokers do is retro -hail. I have notes on this. Such a nerd. Retro hail. Relax over Don't there. do it all out of your nose. It'll burn your nostrils. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one. So with the cold snap, however, it, in, the, in the beginning, the cigar is, is pretty uh, intense with the, the, the black pepper and spice that comes out of your uh, nostrils when you do a retro hail. But with the cold snap, it's smoothed it out, but it's still a pepper note. Mm -hmm. It's not a spice, it's more of a sort of thing of black pepper. So the, the pepper out of the, uh, the cold snap enhances that pepper note coming out. So I think it's, again, another great pairing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. It's a different type of great pairing. But that lemon zest that you get out of it, the pepper notes from the retro pail, really, it really goes well with the cigar. Very, very good. Yeah, we weren't too sure about cold snap. Again, it's still not a super intense beer but it is like with 10 different fruits and spices i feel like everyone picks up a little something different from it so right. there's just so much going on so the cold snap i'm assuming it's because you get it coming out of winter right is yeah. that out, out of winter in the spring is this yes, your, is, 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 it spring, is this your spring release or yeah. is it just your coming out of winter into spring and you have another spring release coming down that's kind of where it falls so we go from cold snap to summer out so oh you do okay yeah. so, so i have one flavor i just picked up now so you know those um hard candies the common ones we have a Lemonary that's in the, the Warriors. Oh, I love yes. that. Yes. So that kind of the coating that it like has in your palate when you're done having it is what I'm getting on the finish of the cigar that you drink. I can I can totally dig that. That's what I was trying to pinpoint there. So. Hmm. 
I feel like I get a lot of like citrusy vanilla notes right now. I don't know why I just did that with my mouth. From the beer. <laughs> From the beer this year. From beer. From beer. <laughs> <laughs> Cigar is very citrusy. <laughs> so I had a question too. So um, as tobacconists, we have a curriculum that we have to do. It's a test and it's a book we have to read and everything. So you were mentioning before the show that you're testing or finishing up like the last part of your... Cicerone. Yeah. So what do you, what does that entail? Like what is the curriculum based on that? Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to have PTSD. Oh, which is why I left the analogue out of my mind, because there was uh, <laughs> learning about the history. So, okay. So you have to study every single every single beer. Like that is recognized as a official beer style. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a long list, let me tell you that, because I printed out that list to do the tasting portion and that's a lot of freaking beer. I went through twenty in one night with my husband. I didn't drink the full beer, but we went I don't know. Mandy's been pretty impressed for the last I'm few years. Um, so, so the cis around level one would be certified beer server, which you can take online. Um, multiple choice test. Not too hard, but it just goes through all the beer For <laughs> With a low price of, I have no idea. <laughs> and then I'm taking level two, which is certified Cicerone. Um, I think last time I checked, there was only 4,000 certified Cicerones in the world. Don't quote me on the number. Um, what, what does Cicerone I, mean? It's like a sommelier for wine, but for beer. Okay. Um, so I'm certified, I'm not a master Cicerone, <laughs> by no means, um, but there's master, advanced, so I'll just, I'll be certified, which is level two. Level two. Yeah, and you get a jacket, and a cool thing at the end of your name. You need to talk to right. Jorge. I mean, we're, you know. You say Panama shirts. Yeah, well, he should, we should get jackets from him. Yeah. We're, we're, we're certified sommeliers, cigar sommeliers. What is that? That's What's cool. the term for that? Tell us. Tell us more. We're certified cigar sommelier tobacconists. Maestros. Well, You're a maestro? I'm a maestro, yeah. Both of us are maestro. maestro. You have the qualifications to be a maestro, but... The, the screen that twin says so different. So no. uh, it says maestro, bartender. Yeah, what is, what is it, says, it says it says maestro. How many cigars do you sell? You're the mini-me. And then there's there's something called a uh, certified retail tobacconist, which okay. is actually a step up from that. So that you're not only the 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 uh, certified cigar sommelier tobacconist is somebody is for somebody who um, works with cigars, but that's not really their focal point. So like the ladies up at the bar at the Seven Twenty Four Lounge. Yeah. Really, what they're doing is making drinks, selling drinks, but cigars are involved in that. And so that training is there to help you get to know cigars, how they're made, um, how to take care of them, how to sell them, that whole thing. The certified tobacconist um, degree 
goes all out into not only cigars, but also into pipes and hookah these days. All of the accoutrements, how to take care of lighters, cutters, the whole the whole nine yards. And so there's a there's a whole do you want to fix mine? There's a, <laughs> about 200, page, 200 pages of material that you have to master. And then there's a, a test that you have to take. You have an hour to do it. And you have to score 90 or better in an hour. Is it fill in a blank? Multiple choice. It's multiple choice. Oh, it's multiple choice. Sounds stressful. But, no, it's you know, yeah. it's, it covers history, it covers process. The different regions, it covers yeah. the harvesting. Yeah. So, similar to Cicerone, but Cicerone's, I forget how many questions the level one was, but level two, I think, was 165 questions. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. That's a step. With essays. Maybe With like essays. Three short answers, one like long essay, if I remember correctly. Fucked it on my mind. <laughs> you attend it and you get proctored, or is it an online thing? Um, so when I did it, it was like middle of COVID, and I was like, fuck it, why not? Like, we have some downtime, I get to like learn about beer, and I have time to study. So this was online proctored, which was weird because. Was it all like exam soft or something like that? I took it with my dog in the room and I slightly was freaking out because she what, was doing what stuff. What kind of dog do you have? A pit bull. She's a little pit bull? She's the best. Well, that's Frankie. awesome, Frankie. I'm not going to lie, I'm not a pit bull person, but I love her. Do you have a dog? I don't, know. Do you have She's a Frankie. cat? No. Bird? Nope. Fish? I had a turtle when I was a kid. You had a turtle when you were a kid? What happened? I actually, we passed it around, so this turtle has been in multiple houses. It was actually my friend's third grade college days? It's like eight years old. But yeah, no, I just passed it along to a friend. Still what? They so, live forever. Do I, do I get the turtle? Yeah, we'll pass it to you next. No, but her dog's the best. She's really sweet. That's cool. She likes beer. <laughs> How many levels of a Cicero are there? Um, Four or five? And you're a master, master of the end. I don't know what I will get to there, but we will see. Of course you will. I believe in you. I think there's like 13 in the world. I don't, I don't know. I'm making up numbers. Don't quote me on that. But it is very, very hard. I mean, this test is already. Well, that's a yeah, great, great way. That's a great so way. So much stress. I take the last part and I'm on. So I'm that's like, a great way to utilize your time when you, you basically couldn't do much of anything else anyway. Yeah. Very true. You know, might as well drink beer. And, and you know, I know one of the big struggles with with the liquor reps that that we know at Twins is, you know, you know, so many of them weren't allowed to go out, you know, yeah. even even when maybe you could, but because of the company size of the company, maybe it's international, you just you can't go. Yeah. And so, like, um, we have we have an event coming up um, where we're having the the local Jameson rep. Uh, tequila Talia. Wait, Tyler Elliott? Ty, uh, her name is Talia. Talia? Okay. Tashini. I can't pronounce her last name. Some long. Oh no, that changed. She got married, so it's short. But. But. So we're having a Jameson tasting at this at this event we're having, and it's still unclear whether or not she can actually do the tasting. Yeah. You know, like, 
we may just have her there and have other people pouring this thing because she can't legally, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's it's complicated. It's you know what what better way to do it when you can't really do your normal customer stuff, but to, to yeah. educate yourself. I, I think, think that's awesome. I think COVID's kind of also presented that opportunity to educate, like either yeah. educating yourself and also educating others and. Mm. Um, you know, working through like what we're working through now, but you can do that at a restaurant with food. Like, there's just so much to learn from how to talk about beer, like cigars yeah. and beer, cigars and beer, cigars and beer. And that's one of the things I liked about the show that we started doing was having like these reps on, because like you know, one of us can sit with cigar smokers, and you know, people think we're you know speaking a different language when we go into like the you know the complexities of cigar smoking. But then you sit me down and ask me about a beer or about like a scotch or a whiskey, and I have no clue what I'm talking about like, <laughs> outside of you know like the regular purview of what most people know. But so I think it's it's interesting getting insight from people that are knowledgeable. Right? Yeah. So I mean, we appreciate the time you guys are taking with us. Like it's oh. been so fun learning about cigars because we think about we it appreciate from perspective too. Bringing us beer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Amen. I'm super impressed right now with this guy. Should we, so, should we bust out the next one? Yeah, we can bust out the next I mean, one. We're I mean, so we're about to jump a little bit in intensity. Are you guys okay. ready? Okay, yeah. yep. Stop, knock it out of park. We have the Baltic Porter with us here. Baltic Porter. I have never had that. This is like a totally the origin of This is a limited release. Um, this came from our Jamaica Plain Brewery. We have limited releases out of there that can only get there. Okay. Um, awesome beer. We just picked up a four-pack of, and we're really excited to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh, look at that. That is dark. Yeah, so we're yeah. getting a little bit more intense here. So... Is it proper to like smell beer before? Hell you yes! How you got it? All so like the it. best part of the beer is in the nose. Yeah, in the nose. Like that's where all the aromatics live. So you should be getting some like roasty malt, like a little oh, bit yeah. of coffee notes to it. Oh, oh, big oh yeah. A little cocoa. I don't know why I said it like that. At least I did that out. <laughs> <laughs> Like cocoa like a very deep dark chocolate. Yeah. It's almost like a cacao almost. Oh, cacao? Cacao. Cacao. Cacao nibs. Holy cacao. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some cacao nibs. Um, so the porter actually originated in England. It was known as, I do know beer history for this, so you can ask some questions. Um, very good. Originated as like kind of a working man's beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a man named Wheeler invented the malt roaster, which kind of okay. changed this whole way of making orders and stouts are pretty much interchangeable as a right, term. Right. So instead of using all of this like roasted malt, they could use a mix of pale malt and then some of this dark roasted malt to give it a little bit of color, which made it a smoother beer without that like super bitter roasted nuts to it. Right. Are you like fact checking me right now? No, I'm not. Oh, mm. <laughs> this is great beer. I haven't even had this It's beer. fantastic beer, but what it's doing in the cigar is bringing out those wonderful chocolate cocoa notes that, cocoa. that, that were that was in there to be cocoa or cacao. Cacao. No, it's, it's nice, nice cocoa chocolate notes that were already present, but now it's really pronounced. So it's changed the cigar to a nice sweeter, uh, more of a chocolatey flavor. I've never had a Sam Adams like this. Well, I've, I've had porters, but I've never had the Baltic porter. Just yeah, this is really good. <laughs> is this limited for is just for the next couple of months or so? Or it's limited for 
It's just out of that one. So just a one shot. It's just kind of that one brewery, right? Is it, that what you're saying? It depends on the beer, yeah. Sometimes they're out for like a month. Sometimes it's a one and done. Sometimes they're there for a couple of months. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of R&D beers that come out of the Jamaica Plain Brewery. So if you're ever looking for something kind of limited, released in and out, they have some awesome beers up there. So how many breweries does Sam Adams currently operate? I know they said they have, and correct me if I'm wrong, they used to have, and maybe they still do. They had one out in the Cincinnati area. Yep, yep. Where else do they have them? Cincinnati, Pennsylvania are the two biggest, um, and then Jamaica Plain, where and now the, that's the, the tap room. Right? Yep, and we have an awesome tap room in Daniel Hall, which mm. opened kind of right before everything shut down. Oh, okay. before it is awesome. If you ever get the chance to check it out, it's, it's right by the Sam Adams statue. Awesome you can't miss it. My, my parents live next to the gentleman who managed that. Oh wait, yeah. Billy Dekane? Yes. Oh my God, I love Billy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he used to work for uh, uh, Cheers. Oh, did he really? He, he managed the Cheers uh, oh operation, and then my parents said, "Oh yeah, you know, Billy next door got a new job last year, and he's he, he's invited him to come to the to, uh, to the tap room. Yeah. I guess you have an outdoor, yeah, garden. it's a beautiful open area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're looking forward to that. It's summer. a good spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's to Billy. Yeah, that's Billy fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, um, kind of cool. There's a bunch of beers that a lot of people don't know about in our portfolio that come out of the. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the original one. Did you make a plan? Yeah. JP. How many barrels does JC does the Sam Adams brew annually? Do you know? I mean, it's got to be. I should know. I'm not sure. sure. I'm blanking on the number. I mean, they have one, one, if not the largest, right now. Right? Right. They have, yeah, they we're, still, we're still considered craft. Um, they changed the tiers for that. Just, just keep them in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Why do I hoarders? The cool thing about this beer is stouts are usually ales, mm-hmm. but Baltic hoarders are lagers. Yeah, so every countries mm-hmm. in Europe, when they were getting exported, they just kind of took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baltic countries really. Like, like fell in love with the porter and mm-hmm. have their own twist on it because they didn't have ale yeast over there, um, so they use a lager yeast, okay. which kind of it's a much cleaner finish. You're not going to get a lot of like ester formation. So I love the finish on this. It's, it's a great finish. It's so smooth and creamy. Yeah. It's a really kind of. It is, yeah. You get like almost like a creamy note, like we mm-hmm. like swish around in your mouth. It's almost like, like a latte. Little, like the sweetness mm-hmm. kind of coats your mouth a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can kind of stand up to the smoke. So you said that. I'm sorry. You said that the Baltic, the Baltic porters are lagers. Is mm-hmm. that what they are? That is what they said. Okay. So they're cold fermented. Yep. Because they didn't have access to ale yeast over there. Okay. So, but they did have lager yeast. So they made their own version with lager yeast, which is kind of cool. Did you do? Did the Sam's do a straight porter? Does Sam Adams do a straight porter like a like an ale? Um, <clears throat> not not like our core portfolio. Yeah, um, you might see it in like some limited releases. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be interesting to do a side by side comparison between a Baltic porter and one of the it's like the normal like English or American yeah, porter. Exactly. Yeah. Next time we'll plot that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's really good. let's let's get into some real important beer talk. Ooh, all right, let's do it. How important is the glass? You've got people, you know, who insist 
Yeah. It's got to be a glass glass, you know. And then there's other people who are like, no, you know, it doesn't have to be that. Then you've got the, the shape. And then you've got, you know, drink it out of the can, drink it right out of the bottle. What What's the best way to drink? I'm going to intervene first because I have like the bar perspective. And you know, have Sam Adams. <laughs> you say the bar <laughs> perspective yeah. or the bar? Yeah. Um, so, whenever we have um, Sam Adams on draft, if we run out of glassware, like the Sam Adams glasses, people complain. Yeah, because I mean, I've looked at it, the shape of it, and I, you know, the way that, you know, you angle the, the glass when you pour it, it kind of like has like a natural way of flowing in, it doesn't really bubble over or anything. So, whenever we don't have the same time glasses, like, you know, more people are drinking with enough of them, they get mad if it's just like a regular like, basic wrong. glass. Yeah. So, so, one part to your question, though, right off the bat, when you said can versus the glass, <laughs> beer tastes better because you're going to get the scent and a huge part of taste comes from your scent so right. you're going to pick up on parts of the beer that you'll completely miss if it's in a can that's, that's one of the that's reasons that cigar that. smokers retrohale is to get that scent and to get your your nose more involved in the tasting because when you do that you end up tasting different things yes yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna segue because i'm really excited we're talking about oh. glasses. Um, also, the kind of yeah, the kind of glass you drink your beer in mm -hmm. also really is important. Like, you don't want to drink a really high octane beer in a pint glass. I mean, mm -hmm. you can, but it's just not as enjoyable. What 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 makes it more enjoyable to have it in a different kind of glass? Like a glass like this, like like a snifter. Okay. You're going to be able to get a lot of the aromatics, which I think is the most important part of beer. Like, good beer should smell good, it should taste good, mm -hmm. it should feel good as you drink it. <laughs> that was really corny. Looks good, <laughs> it feels drink. good, but it works. It works, it works. Can you hand that down? Um, should I just do like a pop quiz? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I sure. feel like no one's eating, but I'm nibbling because I'm a food person. <laughs> um, I, I brought a little food pairing with this last one. Jerk, chocolate, chocolate covered cherries. Wait, wait, are we moving on from ball? Oh, no, should we not? Okay, let's not, let's not, let's not. Okay, no, no, no. I want to hear your take. Do you think? Oh, yeah, let's talk about that before. I just got all excited. Porter stands up to the Scarborough's together. Oh, well, I'll tell you right now, I think the, the uh, Baltic Port right now wins for me because it's bringing out some of the flavors that I wouldn't normally get on its own. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about the difference between a complementary pairing and a contrasting pairing, which neither one is, I mean, con contrasting isn't bad, it's actually good because it can bring out certain notes of a cigar that you wouldn't get on its own, mm -hmm. uh, or enhance a, a flavor. Um, and I'm saying the Baltic Porter is enhancing that cocoa chocolate notes of this. Yep. Right now, this is a win-win. All of them are great. But this is my favorite right now so far. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Pat? Well, I can quote Paul. I think that, that this drink is so transitioning from the previous drink, and I got like that kind of caramel candy kind of coating. Mm -hmm. This is like a very creamy texture that's kind of like yeah. making my palate sap out, salivate a little bit. And then like the like the Boy. smoke is yeah, sorry, so I <laughs> The, the smoke. <laughs> lubricant. <laughs> hey, that was Google. The first one was Google. I was like, social lubricating, salivating things. spinning everywhere when I'm saying this. Calm down, it's okay. But yeah, it's giving me kind of like this 
Mexican. Still look cool. I'm going to say like a Mexican hot chocolate flavor. It's like really nice and spicy, like a nice creamy kind of chocolatey flavor. So yeah, it's really enhancing that sweetness. I'm using foods tonight, Paul. You haven't used the word, my friend, so we're proud of you. I think I did use it once. Did you? Well, I didn't hear it. He's old Oh, He's someone else. I, okay. <laughs> I totally agree that the, the, the porter is bringing out the, the deeper, sweeter notes of the cigar, and I'm really digging it. I think it's a it's a great complimentary pairing that way. Um, it's really enhancing that, and then those flavors in the cigar to me are bringing out more of what's in the, the beer too. So I'm I'm really excited about pulling on the cigar and then I'm excited about pulling on the drink which makes me excited about pulling. that's what makes a great pairing I think when you're excited about how it really makes both yeah better now I want to know what you ladies think I, I think the same I think yeah. this is a little bit more of an intense beer I think it matches the intensities really well yeah the sweetness kind of coats your mouth a little bit and mm-hmm. can kind of bite through the, the smoke that's what I'm getting a little bit and also has like a little bit of a roasty yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, a yeah. nutty taste to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Roasted nuts. Yep. <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> but yeah, it's smooth, it's bright, it reminds me of like nice winter day that we're experiencing today. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're getting snow tomorrow. So Ooh. Are we getting snow tomorrow? Apparently. Yeah, it's a little snow tomorrow. We're getting snow tomorrow. No, what about... You, you, All right. you, are you concurring with everybody? I, I concur. She's too excited for the next one. I'm way too excited. <laughs> All right. I can't even think. So what's let's do the next one. Let's let's pull it out. Pull out all the stops. Okay. What's well, the surprise? I, I, I was gonna start with just um I love food and beer pairings. So yeah. cigar and beer pairings is now my new favorite jam. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm really excited to learn more about cigars. Um, I brought some dark chocolate covered cherries from Michigan. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to get a chocolate, Why not? Let's do you want to read what's on the glass, yeah. or do you want do you want to pull out the bag? Oh, wait! Our last, our last beer. Don't oh, drop it. Oh my god! Ooh, what? It's the Utopius. It's the Utopius. Oh, that's the Utopius. So you guys should wow. feel very special because that is my employee bottle. So all of our coworkers, when they make Utopias every two years, were mm-hmm. gifted a bottle, and you can see on the bottom there it has a number, and that's so that's where Cat lives. That's yeah, where I stand. Uh, yeah, that's where I stand in the company. Jim Cook is number one. He's the number one bottle. Wow, fifteen eighty-seven. Number. You like numbers? Um, when we were talking, I was like, that honestly. We both concurred that if there is a beer to pair with Scar, this would be the perfect pairing. It is heavy, rich, sweet enough to stand up to that, but it's also got like enough body to it. It's not gonna be overpowered by the Scar. And it's, I brought the Utopias glasses because <laughs> as we were saying, this this makes, this makes it so much better, so. So this is the 2021 release. Each each batch is different. Um, 2021 includes cherries, so you're going to get kind of like a bright acidic taste of the cherry. 
So these ballot chargers from Michigan, which is why I brought mine. Yeah, that was a little, little teaser. Is that? There's two more. Oh, yeah, right. sure. Yeah. So take that. Yeah. Or do you want to, Kat, do you want to pour? Sure. I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, do not make me panic. It's like the girl that broke her utopias class in my orientation. I'm gonna wait until you get yours. Um, so it's really cool. So every single year that we make this, it's uh, honestly it sounds like a really fun process. If there's one thing I want to do in my career, this is be part of the utopias blending process, because that just sounds like a fun day. Um, so tell us about this beer. Like, what? This is a very high ABV. ABV. Twenty-eight percent. Twenty-eight percent. It's illegal in fifteen states, including New Hampshire, but we're not selling it, so it's okay. Is that because it's termed as a beer and not just liquor? Yeah. Is that why? Because it has to be under what a certain ABV in New Hampshire for yeah. beer to sell. Yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. What we believe that's the case. Yeah. What is New Hampshire's limit? You know. I actually don't know. Well, 120, 120 minute is legal as a beer, and I think that's roughly 18%. Yeah, it's 18. Sometimes it changes a little bit. what I read. I thought that's why uh, years past, worldwide style was hot, un unable to get it in New Hampshire because it was always in the high teens. I can smell the cherries. Oh, oh, cherry. so I was going to say, why you bring ch uh, cherry chocolate? And exactly. Oh, if you guys want some chocolate. I want to talk to you last because I saw the glass and we it were, out. And I was like, oh, when you cool. asked about it earlier, we were both like, I just wanted to bring a fun glass. We don't care. Um, so, this, I mean, this beer is like sacred to so many people. It is. It's like a cherry, almost like a maple. Look at the legs. So, the way that they make this beer, we brew a very strong beer and then we pump maple syrup into it. It's easily fermentable. The, the yeast just sucks it all up. It gives it a really rich flavor. So you're going to get that sweetness. And it kind of gives it that thickness, too. And then, like, dump this on pancakes. Oh, it's it's great. Great. <laughs> you spread my mind, man. That is I mean, that exactly like, what I was just thinking. Like a creme brulee. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like French toast. Yes. Oh, my God. But then a really cool part of the process, too, is our brewmasters will take samples of each of the barrels, because they're all going to be brewed in something, or fermented in something a little bit different, you know, different types of barrels, cherry barrels, um, what was it, aqua beet barrels, just... Yep, I think the different, one of this, uh, let me just make sure I'm saying this right, a portion of this one, what makes this year special, every single year is a little bit different. We had a year that was like aqua beet, um, we had a year that was, I forget, some sort of whiskey barrel. Um, this one was Balaton cherry, but aged on Balaton cherries. I think like 2,000 pounds of Balaton cherries in Michigan. And Saturn, French wine, oh, oak barrels, um, which I believe is like a blend like from southern France of like Sauvignon Blanc and some other things. So it's a white wine, but you get that nice like oaky notes and that oak will impart vanillin into the beer to give it almost like that creamy vanilla note to it, as well as sweet maple syrupy kind of note. This is, this is unique. Yeah. Is it, yeah. And then we also use something called ninja yeast in this year. Ninja yeast? Ninja yeast. Ninja yeast. Which is really What's up? Exactly. This fucking beer. <laughs> Takes you by surprise like a ninja. Because most yeast can't live in like a 28% environment. Mm. But ninja yeast. 
Ninja yeast. Ninja yeast can. Ninja yeast can stand <laughs> any environment. So I, I'm pretty sure we actually developed that as something that we could help live in Utopias and let it still ferment. So this bottle will... Can you, like, make a heart thing? I've this is, this, this is like a board. Yeah. This is exactly like yeah. a board. This, this is really, really special. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so our brewmasters, they they take samples from each of the barrels, and they kind of fiddle with it, and they they add previous beers that we have in the cellar, like Triple Bock, to it like to kind of yeah. fiddle with it and make it the perfect taste. So it's it's yeah. really unique, and there's so much that goes into it. It's it's really one of my Did you just smoke your yes? <laughs> Yeah. That's, That's a, a sin. I don't know if it's a sin. I kind of want to try it. <laughs> it is really pretty. I want to take a picture of that. What's the MSLP for Utopia? I think it starts at $250 a bottle. I once went to a bar in Boston and asked for a shot for shits and giggles. I wasn't going to order it. And they were like, yeah, it's $50 for like a little shot. Wow. Wait, fifty or fifteen? Fifty. All right. Let's let's do your chocolate covered cherries. I want to see how this this. Sorry, I got my finger. Do it, Speedy. Here, you want just like? Oh no! Oh! Ah! I love how the sweetness just like fully coats your mouth. They're big cherries. I don't know if it's a double cherry, single cherry. Do we eat that and smoke the cigar? Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fish. Let's go order. However it goes. Eat, no drink, smoke, drink. No this is the best night ever, I would just like to say. Are you enjoying yourself? Having a great time. Awesome. That's the goal. Have fun doing this. I'll talk to you. What was that? Subtitles? Somebody, somebody, somebody has to be <laughs> not talking clearly since Dave's not here. Does Dave not talk clearly? Um, Dave has his own unique way of pronouncing things. I feel like that's a New England thing. He has his own language. Mm. We're here for moral problems. That's exactly right. It's not exactly right. It's just like Well, I'll tell you right now that chocolate covered cherries go great with the cigar. Mm hmm. It really, it really does. Do people eat food and smoke cigars? Is that like a thing? Yeah. yeah. What's your perfect food pairing with cigar? Steak. Steak. I thought it was chicken. Rich. Yeah. Well, okay. Chicken, like chicken. perfect. Chicken is to me is a perfect palate cleanser. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. So if you want to have. Interesting. Really. Yeah. So if you eat just big chicken, nothing on it except maybe salt, pepper. And just and have it before your cigar. It basically, to me, and I've had a few other my my clients try it out, and they agree with me. It, it cleanses the palate, so you can get pick out all the different notes out of the cigar. It actually enhances it. Chicken. Big chicken. chicken. I'm gonna try this one Big again. Chicken. Yep. Two nights. <laughs> 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 one chicken. I'll stop and get rotisserie chicken on the way home. Yep. It's not baked, that's roasted. It's okay, you can do, it, doesn't, it just can't be fried. It can't be fried, it has so to be no baked basic. or anything. It's rotisserie is fine, as long as it's just pure chicken. You know, no, no, pure chicken. You no, can't no, eat chicken no, as opposed to no, an adulteration. He's a vegetarian. I'll watch. 
<laughs> nothing flavored, nothing fried, just <laughs> pure old chicken. <clears throat> this is like the perfect dessert. Right. I don't want to leave this moment. <laughs> That's very good. It's got like chocolate covered cherries, utopias, a cigar. Oh my gosh. This, this guy's just blowing freaking smoke circles on him. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Paul. How do you think this goes with the cigar, the Utopia Cinnamon? It, it's it's, 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 popping, it's popping the sweet notes of the cigar. It really is. It's, it's enhancing it. That cocoa flavor is right mm -hmm. there. It's, it's smoothing out any pepper. I don't get any pepper. In Not at all. It's all a nice, smooth spice now. Even on the retrohale, it's mm -hmm. a nice, smooth spice. So it, the, the, where the, uh, and this go down the line, with the uh, Boston <laughs> Lager, obviously it, it, it helped to bring out a little bit more of the, the earthy pepper notes. The, Cold snap, definitely more of that lemon pepper flavor, yeah, and, and enhance the pepper notes specifically on the refrigerator. Baltic porter, coffee, I'm uh, sorry, the uh, chocolate cocoa notes. This smoothed everything out, enhanced the cocoa notes, um, and I'll tell you that uh, added cherry flavor yeah, just like, goes yeah, so yeah, well. Right? So with yeah, that was a good touch. Yeah, that was good. You get the sunlight? Uh, no, I had a friend actually send them to me. What's in it? Are you, I'm gonna have to show them. I have to get them. This is awesome. Chocolate covered cherries. Wow, well, I mean, I haven't one. I haven't seen one this big. Oh, so, that's a double cherry. I don't know. Yeah, this is uh, this is a nice treat. Got it. I brought in the chocolate covered espresso beans to the shop before. Uh -huh. I usually pass those around. Those are awesome. But Why? Why not did cherries. You that? That's a good. That's a good question. It's, it's not for yeah. Next time. It's a great snack for everything. Yep. Yeah. When you need well, that little pick me up. Yeah. It's more mellow, and then there's a thing called plume. Some people say it's more, but it's like this, like the 
sugars and oils from the tobacco kind of crystallize on the wrapper. So, I mean, if you, if you smoke like this cigar three or four years from now, like that spice note's gonna get more refined and more like savory. So it, it really just kind of like smoothens it out. It's probably the same with beer, and I know like whiskeys are kind of the same. It just gets yeah. more like refined. So. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know if this will last for like five years, but we can see. We'll come back in five years and drink the same. Well, bottle. here here's a question. You know, I know that like with you know wines, I believe once they're in the bottle, they really they don't age anymore. Yeah, um, some some wines. I'm not a wine expert, but I know some or, wines. Or scotch and, and bourbon. That's the same thing. If you, once it's in the bottle, you can oh, save it. Stops. You can save it forever, but it's really not going to change much. But does does like if I bought a bottle of that and put it away for five years, yes. would it be different? Yes, because there's still the ninja yeast that's <laughs> living in there, doing stuff to the beer and fermenting all of those beautiful it's the ninja yeast. And then there's a word like a, that I forget, but it's on like, no, <laughs> a word I forget. What's the scientific word for like things that absorb moisture? There's a word for it. We should know this, but I, I can't think of it. Things that absorb moisture. Yeah, it's sponge something. It's, 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 <laughs> a sponge. Yeah, so whatever that it's word spongy. is. The sponge quality of the beer. No, I don't remember. It's a very technical <laughs> word. But that's what a cigar is characterized as. So like if you okay. age a cigar in... Like around cedar, for instance, it'll absorb the aromas and the flavors from the cedars. Then when you smoke the cigar, it's going to have like a cedar type flavor. And then okay. if you put like rum in with it, it'll absorb the rum. And then you get like kind of like that sweet kind of flavor to it. So huh. I, there's, there's a guy, no, it's not Alfonso, who makes this cigar, uh, a couple of cigar brands called Byron and Atabay. Okay. Very high end stuff. Yeah. And he, he, you know, Best tobacco he could find, and he makes the cigars. And then he puts them in his in an aging room, and in the aging room, there's seven different kinds of cedar in there. Okay. And you saw, you know, the, the cigars all came wrapped in the cellophane. He cuts the bottom of the cellophane off. Oh, so, so it's not yeah, exactly. Um, so some of that spongious quality. Exactly. <laughs> and, but what he does is he raises and lowers the humidity in the room. Okay. As they're aging, so cigars, if you keep them at seventy percent humidity relative and seventy degrees, that's like perfect for cigars. You, you, your cigar will last forever in that kind of context. And what he does is he lowers the humidity and the temperature from seventy seventy to forty forty. Okay, and. As it gets colder and drier, the tobacco leaves shrink, mm. and moisture that uh, leaves the cigars, and the the natural ammonias and tars and things that are in the leaf get basically exhaled out. Okay. As the cigar heats up again, as the the aging room gets back to seventy degrees and seventy percent humidity, all that cedar and stuff is pulled into the cigars. He does that over a two-week period, so goes from 70-70 to 40-40 every two weeks, and he does that for somewhere between two and five years, depending on the cigar he's doing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and and the result is incredibly smooth, complex cigar that really just does not have any bitterness to it, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. all those 
natural things that are in the leaf that cause those bitter flavors have basically just been eradicated hmm. um, through that process. And I, I would imagine it's the same thing with the, the beer or, or whatever, that, that, that aging and, and what the yeast does. Say, yeah. It sounds similar to Utopia's. Something we forgot to mention too, this beer is not carbonated. So when you kind of originally tell. taste yeah. it, we're like, wow, I can put this on pancakes. There's no There's legs to this beer. Yeah. Yeah. This beer has legs. A lot of body. Yeah. We like a good leg. Where's Brie when you need it? <laughs> when that bottle's empty, put cigars inside of it oh. and cork oh. it for like six months and then take them out and smoke them. You might be honest something. No, I'm not going to. We, Did we just start we, do that. we, so we, we, do we that. have uh, a Jack Daniel single barrel yeah. and we put our cigars into it. I think it's what, four to six months is what the right. does. I think we can put like one and cigar in here. Yeah, it's a little petite Coronas. So yeah. it, it'll absorb that sweetness and it'll give like a unique flavor to it. So with this, with this type I have an empty bottle at home. Sorry. No problem. Okay, we're going to try that. I'll buy one off here. Did you just become best friends? <laughs> I'm going to sell it to you for... $250. One million? <laughs> <laughs> and a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, let's let's talk about something else being related. There's a lot of people out there who, you know, talk about what's the right temperature for drinking oh. beers. And there's, I, I used to do some home brewing with a guy who was like a beer connoisseur, you could say snob, you know, <laughs> but for him, you know, upper 40s, 50, that was it. And his whole thing was, you know, if, if you're, if the beer is, you know, at 32, 34 degrees, like it's so, it's so cold, your taste buds don't work. And so he'd be like, these people who are selling your cores in the can. In the and, the, and, and yeah. you know, the mountains are blue. It's ready to drink. <laughs> and he's like, that's because your tongue won't be able to taste yeah. this crap. That's the issue with the frosted <laughs> mugs when yeah. you're talking you know? about glasses. I think, so, yeah, the, no, the whole front. So what, is there a real science to that? Is it different on based on whatever beer it is? Is that all a bunch of crap? No, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Um, I would say it depends a little bit on the beer, like Utopia's cellar temp to room temperature. Like we did not chill this year no, because this is, this it, you don't, you don't want that chill. And I mean, beers in general, like I think like 40 to 50, like you want the beer to warm up a little bit because you're going to get a lot more flavor. You're going to get a lot more aromatics and like actually taste the beer as opposed to your tongue just being cold. Right. Like right. something that we learn, um, Actually, we were talking to one of our trainers today. Um, he was like, yeah, like, warm the beer up. Like, for your sister, I'm tasting mm -hmm. exam that I have to take. He was like, warm it up with your hands just, like, a little bit, and you're going to, like, get a totally different profile. You're going to actually be able to smell the beer. You're going to be able to taste the beer. So I I agree. I don't think – I mean, some beers you should drink cold if you don't want to taste them. <laughs> Other – not getting any stuff. Um, <laughs> um, other beers, I think, like – you should let them warm up just like a little bit so they're not super like ice cold straight out of the fridge. Like none of these were really ice cold. No. And yeah. they were very, very flavorful. I Personally, I, I like my beers more on the warm side. So I like flavor. 
Uh, yeah, I like the I like I like the flavor too, and and you know there's I'll be honest, you know in the summertime when it's wicked hot, having a cold beer, oh, yeah, no, that's bad. Like there's nothing like it. Put it in a frosty glass all day. But still, I, I really, you know, like this time of year, my my pantry kind of stays around sixty degrees, yeah. 55, 60 degrees, and I just keep my beer in there. I don't keep it in the fridge. That's like it's like perfect. <laughs> Closet. That's my closet. My beer comes out the closet. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, my, it's a studio, to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's a studio. It's, it's a great studio. I love so, my room. I love my room. But my closet doesn't have a heat resistance, and my beer gets stored in it. Yep. Which is fine. Hey, that's good. That's a good use of space. Yeah. Right. There's, a, uh, there's a beer that they serve down at the Dominican Republic. I'm not sure if you go over that there yeah. or, or know about the nice beer. Nice Ooh. It's called Presidente. Presidente. Oh, okay. I don't want this beer. And it, it is the beer of the Dominican. And the way they serve it down there is to the point of freezing. So they, it, it, it can't, the beer itself can't have any type of slush or ice in it, but, the, but it's served so cold that the bottles literally have frost and, and ice caking on it. And my guess, you, like, like you just said, is they probably serve it that way so you don't really taste it. So, <laughs> when I was living in Vietnam. Just so make it cold and everybody will drink it from America. Exactly. <laughs> so Vietnam, uh, we would drink something called Bio Hoi, which is like just, just fresh beer. I have no idea where it came from or how strong it was or if it was the same place. It was just what you got. It was like 10 cents for like a pint. You get the whole pitcher for 50 cents. It was great. But you would get it with a cup of ice because that beer was not cold. <laughs> but Vietnam also, like, the average temperature was like 5 or 13 degrees. Right, yeah. yeah. So it is the um, environment, too. But so yeah. still, I mean, it didn't take long for that beer to warm up. But I mean, yeah. literally, yeah. every they said it's, it's, a, it's a travesty if that beer is not, like, to the point of freezing. Ice cold. Yeah. Have you had that beer not iced down? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's, it? it's a little boring. It's a travesty. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah, it's not the most flavorful beer. It is their number one beer, and you drink it because what you're going to get down there. And it goes around the beach. It's 100 degrees, so you want else, beer. Who else cares? But I mean, yeah, if you're going to compare it to anything, yeah, it's not. It doesn't even come close. All right. Um, normally on the show, we do something called Pastor Padron's cigar confessions. Oh God, okay. And we talk about you know kind of cigar smoking pet peeves, but when we have guests on, I like to kind of throw it to the guest. And so for for you ladies, I'd like to make it beer related. What what are some of your beer drinking pet peeves? Oh God! In other words, what what are some things that you wish people would start doing oh, or God. stop doing so that they could enjoy their beer better? Oh, I feel like my sanity is very targeted. I don't want to say anything. That's an interesting question. Oh, wow, well, she shut like... the laptop. She's really. Oh, no, I just, I don't. I don't... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm real scared. Don't, don't listen to me, Google. <laughs> I've actually never really thought about this too hard. I have. There's got to be things. You, oh, you've my been God. all over the place and seen people at bars and you go, oh, my. That person. Has no idea what they're doing. Give an example too, like with cigar smoking, people that take a new cigar and they lick the end of it and then they use a cutter on it. Like that's a common pet peeve <laughs> just because, like, 
Because back then, cigars weren't like properly humidified, and so like you would have to kind of lick it. To By back it then, he means like in 1900. Like when Dan was born. <laughs> <laughs> so when Dan was born, well, like we've already look. We've established this: the, the the white in the beard is from the estrogen palace. It has nothing to do with my age. Hey, the silver fox is back. Yeah. That's a thing now. You know, it's so funny that you say that because when I was when I was in high school, I we talked about this. Was it last week we talked about like talents, things that you didn't talents. know? And I said I was an artist. Yes. Remember that? Well, I, comic book art was like my thing, and I had my own superhero, and his name was the Silver Fox. Well. He just became best friend. Yes, yeah, so excited about this. <laughs> you're definitely in the hip now. Yeah. He is. I've he always is been hip at you just seen no, you're for the in first the time. In the hip. Oh, in our in our hip. Yeah, in our hip. I, that's fine. I mean cat's quiet that I That's quiet. <laughs> yeah, they'll have one cat over. I'm having a great time out here. <laughs> Great time out here. And that's not just blowing smoke. Um, pet peeves, beer drinking. I'd say for like things that I wish people did more is like kind of what we're doing now, like pouring it into a glass, like taking the time to like smell it, think about what you're drinking, like kind of pulling out different notes of it. I think there's so much to beer that can be enjoyed that people just kind of get a little bit lost sometimes when you're just. We were just at a bar, socially drinking, you know, not really thinking about what you're drinking, but no, I thought there's something wrong with that. No, but no. we heard we heard some uh, someone was here earlier today and was talking about being at a tasting, and and one of the people who was there wasn't actually tasting; they were just oh, yeah, they're shugging, shooting, yeah. shooting what they should have been tasting. Yeah, and that's yeah, you know, that's the whole point of drinking beer is not to. Get sloshed. It's to enjoy the flavor and yeah. and the smell and the you know it, it's an experience. Unless you're yeah. in college. <laughs> Unless you're in college. But then you don't really need like good yeah. beer. To, this is really yeah. good beer. Yeah. 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 Taking the time. That's that's my takeaway from that question. But yeah, is that just because you're a slow drinker? I am a slow drinker. I noticed you have all good drinking. Yeah. She's driving. Except the, I am driving. You are driving. That's good. Before on the show, you know, if you're if you're a you know a microbrewery or you're, you have to do IPA well, because that's what sells. Well, there is but why is it what sells? Why is it that what people? Why do people want the whole grapefruit thing and well, so, Tucker? 
Oh yeah, cats a sour person, so let her talk on that. I I do like sours. Yeah. I I just think it's everyone's preference. I yeah. I I do agree. Yeah. I think there's people that that like the IPA because they really like can pick up the hops and they like they love to distinguish the different hops that they're getting in their beers. And I think there's people that maybe just don't know as much about beer, and that's what everyone else likes. So that's yeah. what they drink. And it's also uh, a lot of micro and craft breweries make IPAs because they're they're faster to make. So if you're gonna like churn out a bunch of beers, you can test out a bunch of different IPAs a lot faster than you can a bunch of lagers. Yeah. Um, and it's also easy to like add a bunch of hops or add a bunch of XYZ lactose and like orange and change the flavor profiles of beer, which, I mean, you can get some really great beers. Like I had some sure. crazy good IPAs, um, but I think also like when I first started drinking beers, mm -hmm. what got me into beers was Belgian beers, which was kind of a weird first beer to get into. Mm -hmm. And then I went to IPAs because realistically I was 22 and <laughs> it would get me drunk faster. <laughs> like, okay, like I'll have a pint of the 7% something or do I have a pint of the 5% something? What's a better bang for my buck? And I, I, I mean, I'm just being that's honest. That's What's going to get me into worshiping the porcelain god faster? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> my so buck is on the IPA. Social lubricant. <laughs> Lubrication all day. I take that back. Cut that out. So I was going to ask though, like, what was like the the first beer that you had that kind of brought you to want to get into the industry? That's a great question. What was the gateway beer? Oh, God. The gateway beer. This is a corny story. The GWB. But on one, on one of my first dates with my husband, um, mm -hmm. I was moving into a new apartment, and he brought over a box of pizza and a six-pack of, like, various Belgian beers, and there's Delirium Tremens, which is, like, a little cute pink elephant. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I've never tasted anything like that beer in my entire life. And then also pizza, like pizza, 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 beer. pizza beer. but yeah, oh. <laughs> like that's the best beer. Yeah, and that's, that's like honestly, that that got me into beer. And I'm still with my husband, so he did something right. <laughs> <laughs> Love him to death. Like he, uh, I mean, he got me into beer, which like that's pretty fucking cool. What was, it? What was the beer again? Delirium Tremens. Um, Belgian pink elephant. <laughs> Good oh yeah, he, he Belgian was a pink elephant. Belgian pink elephant, yeah. He did a study abroad in uh, Brussels, so very cool. What, about, what was your first? What was your gateway beer? Natty Daddies. Not Natty Daddies. Um, so I I spent the summer. I spent a couple summers in Alaska, and out in Alaska, there's a bunch of really great breweries, oh, yeah. and I kind of. Did the same thing as everyone else. I, was, I had just turned 21. I was trying all the different beers. Um, <laughs> I tried a lot of IPAs. None of them really rocked my world. I was just kind of drinking them as everyone else was. They were the West Coast style, which now I don't like. I love New England style IPAs. Yeah. West yeah. Coast style IPAs aren't really my thing. But um, I remember I had a white ale. Hmm. Kind of reminds me something of Cold Snap. Um, and that was for me like, this is really different. This is really complex. Like that like kind of vanilla -y taste I loved. So I'd say like it's called Alaskan White. That was that was my beer Alaskan that White. I remember that really kind of got oh, that for yeah. yeah. And now you now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy. 
<laughs> this <Okay>. guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our would you rather question for tonight? We do a would you rather question. Okay. It's it's going to be real tight for tonight. Um, and that is, would you rather have pairing one, two, three, or four? You can't do four. I would do no, four hands do four. down every single time. Oh, everyone's going to choose four. You got to do one, one two, three. Well, I mean, hands down four. Four was amazing. But if I had to choose, I I really liked Cold Snap. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. just something about that beer. Like, I'm just th- getting a different spice every single time. I think we can all, can we all agree all four pairings yeah. were very, very good. Okay. There, were, there, were, there were not pairings that I'm like, uh, oh, you know, I wouldn't do that again. With this cigar, all four of these were crazy good. And like I said, though, like, especially you guys don't smoke cigars often, like, the pairings, like, you chose, like, the best one out of the options per each third of the cigar. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's something that, like, we honestly have to really taken into account. Yeah. <laughs> in my smoke cigars in third. <laughs> 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 don't know what happens at the third mark, but apparently something. Um, we kind of just thought of it in the order of intensity. So, mm-hmm. But that's cool to hear. No, it's good. I mean, I'd certainly go for four. My, if I weren't including this, it, it would be the the porter, Baltic porter. Yeah, I really do. That the way porter. the way it just played with the flavors of the yep. cigar was amazing. But I would be happy with any. Very, very, very good. What about you, Pat? It's kind of tough because, like, like I said, like each beer complemented like the third you were on so perfectly. Like, I don't think I would have wanted three with the first inch of the cigar because it has mm-hmm. it has the shaggy butt. But if I had to have one of the beers for the entire cigar, I would buy go three with the porter. Yeah, the porter. Yeah, that's some special stuff right there. Yeah, that was a that was a treat for us too. Just yeah, the beer out of the Jamaican pudding brewery. We don't get to have all the time, so. So now, where did you find this stuff? Did you have to go raid some kind of employee closet? Is no. there, or did you go to the store? Just go to the brewery. Well, yeah, uh, Cold Snap in Boston Water. You can oh, buy. Oh, you can buy those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Baltic Porter we got from the Jamaica Plain Brewery. Yeah. Utopia so was Cat's private stash. Yeah. So the Baltic Porter is not distributed out. Is that right? No. Just it's just brewery yeah. only. Yeah. We knew we wanted to grab one from the brewery just yeah. because they're doing so many cool like. So many cool beers come out of there, and not everyone knows that that's an option to you know, make a little trip for it. But if you're ever in Boston, it's it's worth like doing. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, so, well, thank you so much for yeah. bringing the Baltic Porter. Thank you guys so much for having us. Oh, yeah, God. this has been this has been awesome, fantastic. We try. I mean, we're best friends, and you can't that's have right. us. So the next question is: At some point in the future, would you be willing to come back, or oh, yeah. have you passed out with all the nicotine that you passed out? <laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm making my way through it. Yeah, that's it. Are you past the second yet, Kevin? I think so. I think so. I think she has, actually. I think she made it past the second. Yeah. No, we're, this was so much fun. Yeah, no, this was super informative, too. I can bring some ones that you shouldn't care. Yeah, maybe we'll <laughs> oh my lord! So it depends when you have a spam on the season. So summer ale, I'm going to say no to that one. Two. So we can we can talk about why and yeah we can talk about why but 
Honestly, Sam Summer goes really well with WK. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should try that and do some citrusy beers. That would be cool. Well, the WK is one of our house cigars, and it has a citrusy note to yeah, it. Does. So yeah, it looks like we could have some fun with that. I think this is, uh, let's get that on the books. We definitely yeah. want to get you girls back on. Yeah, this is Sometime around that period, like the early summer would be great. You know, when, when the Sam Summer is back out, and maybe you have a few other ones that, you know, you didn't drink tonight that are available too. So. Sounds yeah. great. We'd love to. I'm sure we can do another WK sometime in July. July. Get yeah. Dave in here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, get Dave in here. We gotta meet Dave now. <laughs> <laughs> the soundboard back. <laughs> the soundboard back and everything. Right. All right, well, next Monday on Not Just Blowing Smoke, we're going to be continuing our beer tasting binge by doing uh, pipe tobacco beer pairings. And we're doing that with uh, the guys at 603. So, Dan and PJ from the 603 Brewery Company will be, will be back. They just bought the tobacco today, so they're all really excited about it, and we're looking forward to that next week. It's an all-pipe show next week with this being an all-cigar show this week. So that's it for all of us here. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you next week.